Welcome to PICGO Happenings. I'm your host, Diana McFarland. I'm here to give you a front row view of county government. So I'm here today with Chris Adcock, who's the director of the Pennsylvania County Department of Public Works, formerly the director of the Pennsylvania County Service Authority, which was recently absorbed into Pennsylvania County Public Works. Chris, thanks for being here. Thank you, Caleb. I appreciate this format. Mm -hmm. Of course. So I guess to start, if you just kind of want to tell me a little bit about yourself, kind of how, I guess, first you got involved with the Pennsylvania County Service Authority and then Public Works Department. Right. So I'm a county native. I actually graduated from Tunstall High School. I attended Virginia Tech got a civil engineering degree and I've I worked for some utilities in the city I worked for uh, some consulting engineers and then if, back in 2013 I became the executive director of the uh, service authority okay mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about the transition to working for Pennsylvania County and how that happened so back in July 1 of 2020 the uh, service authority was incorporated into the general county government. Mm-hmm. under a newly developed public works department, which is responsible now for the water and wastewater systems that were formerly under control of the service authority. Mm-hmm. And we also have control of the uh, solid waste division, which is our landfill and convenience centers and, right. and our building and grounds. Okay. So I wanted to talk to you today about the, the water and wastewater part, which formerly the service authority, now part of Pennsylvania County Public Works. I was wondering if you could just kind of tell us a little bit about the, the history, the background, of how the service authority started. Sure. The service authority was established in the early 70s as an independent entity under the provisions of the state uh, water and wastewater sewer authorities act providing water and sewer services to the unincorporated areas of the county outside of the city of Danville, outside of the town of Chatham, outside of Gretna. All those entities had their own systems and the county did not. So all all of our systems were kind of concentrated outside of the immediate areas of the city of Danville Mm -hmm. because we buy water from the city of Danville. So we serve the Westover area. We serve kind of the Glenwood going out towards Ringgold. And then a lot of that area was incorporated into the city when, when, annexation occurred. We started mm-hmm. expanding into Mount Cross, Mount Hermon, mm-hmm. 29 North, all the way out 58 West. A lot of our systems are, are kind of centralized around the main highways. Right. How, how many customers do you guys have? We have approximately 3,500 uh, water customers. Okay. And then we have about 1,500 wastewater or sewer customers. Mm-hmm. We don't gotcha. cover as many uh, areas with, with wastewater service right. as we do with water service. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember this was one of the last stories that I wrote while I was still with the paper is that, you know, you guys were looking to develop a new master plan for the service authority to guide, and and I'll let you talk more about it, but kind of guide you guys moving forward. And I remember, you know, the last one was created in 1991, which at this point, that was 30 years ago. So talk to me a little bit about what a master plan is, and then also what are some of the things that it might cover, and, and why is having one even important to begin with? Sure. So a master plan gives us a guide on where and how to expand our systems. It looks at uh, growth areas, population, zoning, economic development, and it looks at the capacities and capabilities of our current system to help us determine immediate and long-term related needs. Mm -hmm. It helps to keep the county on track when changes in administration, staff, or elected officials occur. You know, there's always different ideas when, when different people come in and different priorities. We need to have this document to keep everybody on, on the same track. Right. And so the, the last one, though, is in 1991. How much of what was proposed in that document has happened? And then how much of those things are, have been put off? Or, I would or... say probably 80% of what was planned has, has been 
put into motion okay. or mm-hmm. constructed in that document. Right. And, and we also have, you know, what was priorities or what we thought were priorities back in 1991 are not priorities anymore. You know, Berry Hill became a, a hot industrial site. Uh, Cane Creek became a hot industrial site. Mm-hmm. And there's other areas that weren't even in the focus of the the planners back in 1991. Right. No, that makes a lot of sense. There have been some int- very interesting discussions about the extension policy specifically for the the new master plan. I guess how to make decisions about when and where and how to expand services. So it is important to have those sorts of conversations to guide to guide that. So talk to me a little bit about those discussions about how and when and and where to expand and how that will be baked into the the new master plan. Sure. So the master plan gives us a guide, as I mentioned, but then you always have requests from citizens who either are experiencing, uh, you know, well troubles, either their well is is not producing to an acceptable level or the water quality may be may be bad. But Mm -hmm. we have to look at it in economic terms to make sure it makes sense to to do expansions. You know, if if we have to spend fifty thousand dollars to pick up one service, you know, that, that doesn't make financial sense. So right. it, when, when someone comes with a service request, this policy will help us to determine parameters on evaluating these systems. You know, how many how many services are we going to pick up? How much water usage are they going to have? Mm-hmm. And then we look at that from a revenue terms right. and we see if it makes sense to build this project. Mm-hmm. We'll put money into projects, but it has to, to show a, a, an acceptable payback. It's like any other business right. mm-hmm. that we, you know, we just can't extend two miles of line just because a citizen has a request. It just it doesn't work out. Right. And so you guys are an, an enterprise fund, correct? Yes. So can, can you talk a little bit about what that means? So uh, all the revenue that is collected through the water and wastewater systems, mm-hmm. you know, is, is spent within that, that department. Okay. It's the same mm-hmm. with our solid waste enterprise right. fund. So all that money stays in that department mm-hmm. and is used for, you know, expansion of the system. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, maintenance, it's pretty interesting. You know, we, we have 112 miles of water line. We have 600 fire hydrants. We have 70 miles of wastewater or sewer mains. Mm-hmm. And we have 19 pumping stations that we maintain. So that is a significant amount of infrastructure mm-hmm. throughout the largest county in the Commonwealth. Right. So the maintenance needs, uh, you know, are, are significant as well as what we want to put away to help expand the system. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I want to circle back to, to something you mentioned earlier. We buy water from the city of Danville. Where does the water that Pennsylvania County buys come from? Okay, so the uh, the city of Danville has a, a water treatment facility right there in town mm-hmm. uh, off of Park Avenue. Their intake is the Dan River itself. So that's, okay. that's, that's their source water. Mm-hmm. So we buy water from the city of Danville to serve our 29 North system, which goes all the way up to, to Blair's, mm-hmm. and serve our Mount Hermon system, and also our, our Ringgold and Cane Creek Industrial Park service areas. Okay, That's all served by the city of Danville's uh, system. So we mm-hmm. buy water from them. And then pump it into our system. Right. The uh, the 58 West system. We, we're also partners with Henry County Service Authority. Okay. To buy water from Henry County to serve that system, mm-hmm. and that one is also interconnected with the city of Danville, so that has kind of a a dual feed. Mm-hmm. Then we also partner with the town of Chatham to serve our dry fork and tight squeeze road right. areas, mm-hmm. and we have a small system in Hurt where we buy water from Hurt, which in turn buys it from the town of Alta Vista. So we're kind of the third party in that system. Okay. Mm-hmm. We own the infrastructure, the, the water lines, the pipes, but then we're buying the water from other entities. Right. So we're kind of unique in that aspect in that we don't actually treat 
any of our own water mm -hmm. either. So we, we're basically just a distribution system at this point. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not to say that at some point down the road, we may see the need in our master plan that we're in the process of de developing, you know, may suggest that we, we somehow either become a water producer or a partner in a water production mm -hmm. with one of the other localities or right. towns or something. Right. Because, I mean, I know we're, you know, several times recently, the town of Chatham has had water lines break. And it, obviously, we don't own that, but that still comes back and affects our customers because, I mean, we're buying that water right. from them. Yeah. So. so the water that serves our Dry Fork Road and up Pleasant Gap, up mm -hmm. uh, out to uh, 29, where the, the middle school and the Botech Center is, comes out there on the 29 and goes back up to Chatham. All of that system is served by a town of Chatham produced water. So right. what happened back in the wintertime, back in February, when that line, that was actually our main feed that came into our system, mm -hmm. in the, into the tight squeeze system. When that one went out, of course, it affected our system. And then this most recent break was was the main feed from the treatment plant mm -hmm. into, into the system. So that wow. also affected mm -hmm. us. Yeah. Right. Well, now we do have uh, we do have storage tanks out that way. You know, the prison uh, Green Rock tank is allows for storage, mm -hmm. as well as the uh, Tight Squeeze Industrial Park, South Industrial Park has a tank. So we do have that backup storage, you know, which helps. But right. in some cases, when the when the breaks are large, as as this one is, as both of these were, mm -hmm. and they were hard to find because they were kind of off the beaten path a little bit. Right. You can lose a lot of water in a, in a short period of time, and that's mm -hmm. kind of what happened. But yeah, no, I know our board is trying to think very strategically about all of this with, with bringing on the service authority, the, the water and, and wastewater service, and, and even with the expansion of trying to make sure, you know, that they're taking into account, as you mentioned, citizens' needs. There are citizens who legitimately have need with, you know, if their wells are messing up or their septic tanks don't work in their area and things like that, but also... Yeah, you can't just run two miles of water line for one customer, that you have to balance that with the economic side of it so that this ultimately should pay for itself. Yeah, that's that's the goal. Is that And that's another thing that this master plan will do is, is do a formal rate study, which I'm mm -hmm. not sure that we've had a formal rate study, maybe back to the time when our initial master plan was done. So we need to look, uh, and the consultants will do this, they will look at our expenditures, future needs based on the master planning, and put all that into a formula to determine if our rate structure is where it should be. Hmm. We've had mm -hmm. the same rate since 2013. So mm -hmm. in order to, to keep our system operating the way it should and, and to expand to help our citizens, you know, we need to make sure that we have rates that sustain that. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, I think the board would want to be able to expand service to as many citizens as possible. Sure. I have gotten a lot of, of good feedback from the, our current board that mm -hmm. they are very supportive in, in, in expanding our system, but it does have to make economic sense. You know, right. We just, we can't willy-nilly go out there and start laying line. Mm -hmm. And this is what the master plan and the extension policy will help guide our board so that, you know, we can... It, when citizens come in, sometimes, you know, they, they have a problem and, and and their problem is legitimate and it's hard to turn them away. But but you have to look at the uh, the economics of it. Mm -hmm. It just, you know, we're we it doesn't make sense. And it's not fair to the other citizens or, or other customers on the on the line if we expend something that doesn't pay back. Right. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, obviously, you don't have to be super specific. But if if you were going to try to lay down, let's say, a mile of water line. Like what? What kind of costs are we talking about 
to do that. We can't extend a system less than six inches in diameter because we have to provide fire protection. So in order to provide fire protection to our customers, our minimum size line is a six inch line. So we can do some small dead end extensions for a little bit smaller size line, but that has an effect on the cost. So we're probably Mm -hmm. looking at about $50 a foot to install a six inch line. And, and so you can see how that adds up quickly. You have to factor in uh, traffic control, pavement restoration, uh, you know, all of your fittings, your hydrants, I'm sure. topography, sometimes in order to serve areas that are outside of our current area, we may have to put a pump station in in order to boost the pressure. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what's, you know, a lot of our areas uh, north of where we serve on 41, that's a big development area or, or desirable development area out 41 mm-hmm. our, our current system just can't go any further right now because of our pressure limitations so we'll have to probably inst- install some kind of a pumping station to increase out there so you have to figure in those kind of costs too. right now that, that makes sense that sounds like a a lot of factors that go into that because yeah it's not just you can put water lines wherever you want it's yeah the geography and where the development theoretically is happening and and do we know uh when this master plan is going to be finished and then yeah they've been involved now for about uh, uh six six or eight months so mm-hmm. we expect it probably by the end of this calendar year okay um mm-hmm. hopefully sooner than that but i would expect at least a uh, a rough final draft by the end of the, of the of the calendar year okay cool um well i mean that's that's pretty much all the the things that i was hoping to talk to you about i really really appreciate you being here today is is there anything else that you would want to add or think it's important that people know about about our water and wastewater services just that we uh, are always striving to you know to get supply of water that is safe and drinkable and meets the the guidelines of the health department and that and that's our goal and we mm-hmm. test all the time we are under uh, requirements to test by the health department for specific parameters and we do that, and, and, and you can look on our website and look at our water quality reports and, and see all the testing that we do. But mm-hmm. we, uh, we do comply, and, and we have a good system. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Well, and I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, especially with this master plan, there definitely will be expansions in the future. It's just a matter of how, how to do them in a way that makes economic sense and benefits our citizens. So Exactly. Well, Chris, I, I really appreciate you being here. Thanks. Caleb, thank you. Thank you for listening to Pitco Happenings. I hope you learned something informative. If you have a question or want to make a comment, give me a call or send a text to 434-489-8739.